Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Well Well. This is Jarrell. And I'm Rachel. Glad you have joined us today. Yay. That was smooth, too. Friday. Happy Friday. It's Friday when we're recording. It won't be Friday when <laughs> it eventually comes out, but maybe it'll be Friday when you're listening. So happy whatever day it is. But Jarrell, how are you today? Correct. I'm I'm good but tired. Um, yeah, it's just like end of the week and I'm ready to sleep. I'm ready to soak up some sun this weekend, hopefully, and kind of like I have some work to do as always, but yeah, looking forward to a little bit more relaxed weekend. Yeah, can I, you? You, can I tell you what the highlight of my day was? What? I asked you this question because like, obviously I care how you are, but also because I really wanted to share the story. <laughs> okay. In, if I'm being totally honest. Right. So not anything major, but so I don't know if you know or remember this because it's probably been a good decade plus since you've used an iPod and I have no idea if you can still do this, like where other people put music now, mm. but you can create like an on the go playlist okay. where you add songs from the iPod itself rather than like creating a playlist in iTunes. I don't know if people still do this, but if no one does anymore. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I do so, it on my phone. Okay. So I made an on the go playlist. And I played it from the time I left my apartment to go to walk to yoga. Mm -hmm. And then it lasted the exact time it took to walk to yoga, then to walk from yoga to Whole Foods, and then to take the train from Whole Foods home. It literally ended when I hit my door to be done, like, for the day. <laughs> and I just thought that was the greatest thing ever. I'm like, it literally, like, I put my key in the door, and the playlist ended. You You knew. You somehow knew. It was it was amazing. So yeah. that that was just that's the highlight of my Friday. That it I I wish I had done that on purpose. That actually sounds like something I would do on purpose, but I Right. Don't. Yeah. No. That's fun. But anyway, I hope everyone <laughs> listening had a fun, unexpected highlight of their day, whatever day it is when you're listening. What we're actually here to talk about is bro science. And I can't take credit for the term or the idea actually. I got it from one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter and now one of my favorite authors. Um, I swear he writes books that are like for me, even though he doesn't know me, Brad mm. Stolberg. Okay. A few months back, he posted a series of Twitter, Twitter tweets. Wow. Wow. Of messages on Twitter. That's uh -huh. about like all of these health hacks that he refers to as bro science, which I don't know if that's his term or just the term that everyone uses, because clearly based on the iPod conversation, I am clearly not cool. Mm. But he basically is talking about like all of these things that I'm sure we've all heard about that are supposed to hack your health. Okay. So the one that comes to mind is that he, that he also mentioned, but I think it's the first one you said when I told you about this topic, was mm -hmm. apparently keto coffee. Where... No. Bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof coffee. Okay. I feel like I've heard it as keto coffee also, which Oh maybe. Um, but so it's it's butter in your coffee? Yes. Okay. Instead of instead of cream, it's like essentially black coffee with butter. And do you know why? I can't remember why. Um I yeah, I I don't know. I think it's something about the way like there's this, like the energy processes differently in your body or something. It's, I don't know. I don't know. But so it's like a, like it's butter 
in your coffee yeah it's it's butter in your coffee it's literally butter but it's usually like oh let's like use like fancy clarified butter or ghee or you know that kind of thing that doesn't go in coffee not that i particularly drink coffee but still i would not put that in there so anyway for everyone thinking that it just looks or sounds completely disgusting to do that yes (laughs) i agree (laughs) And there yeah. are a lot of things like reading all of these tweets. I feel like I'm kind of stalking him. And now I guess I'm really stalking him because now we're talking about him in great detail on the podcast. Right. But I feel like I like almost everything that he tweets because the general premise is like, hey, health hacks don't work. And mm. yet I feel like that's what everyone keeps trying to do. Um, Hacking health. Yeah. And it's things like, you know, buttering your coffee or different fad diets. And so I knew that, you know, I wanted us to kind of provide some information that's more accurate, but also rant a little bit because this is like ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just specifically to like this whole coffee thing, like I have a really hard time because I do drink coffee. I love coffee. I have coffee every day. Um, I find it hard to believe that somehow putting, like, I don't know, a fourth of a stick of butter in my coffee is, I find it hard that that's better for me than, like, a tablespoon of creamer. Um, (laughs) Like, I I don't understand how that could be the same or better. Uh, Yeah, and so I'm just thinking, like, man, your arteries just must be struggling. Well, and that I think is a big thing. And if, as you're talking, like I'm thinking about that, this goes back really far, you know, what, I don't remember the entire like premise behind it, but I feel like the first big, this is the secret to a healthy diet and exercise and weight loss and whatever else you're trying to achieve was Jenny Craig. Mm -hmm. That was definitely like more of a woman thing, I believe. Mm -hmm. But that was like the first thing I can remember of like these ads and commercials that are like, here is the quick and easy and simple and it'll change your life overnight way to be a healthier, in quotes, I'm putting it in air quotes, no one can see me, but it's in quotes, (laughs) right? healthier person. Yeah. And I don't know, I feel like since then, we've always had something to that effect of like, hey... We all have in the back of our head, like, what do you need to do to be healthy? You need to eat well and you need to exercise, sleep, all of those things. But then there's always these things that are like, no, no, those things take too long. Here's what you can do to do it faster. Right. And I feel like now with social media, like the Brad Stolberg tweets came about because the Twitter CEO apparently only eats between like a two hour window a day. What? Yeah, two or three hours, yeah. Like, that he, he came out and said he eats between, like, 6.30 and 9 p.m. or 6.30 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. or something like that a day. Like, that's all he eats. In the, those are the only hours he eats. Okay. Right. <laughs> Yikes. So, part of what I think the issue is now is that people have obviously an easier platform because we're all on social media. You can, you know, talk to whomever that will respond to your messages, regardless of how famous they are. Mm -hmm. And they're all sharing things like that. And we're, and people are taking it to be 
a legitimate thing that works for everyone, despite the fact that obviously, I mean, not that I know anything about the Twitter CEO, but I assume he doesn't have any type of health education or background. Mm-hmm. So I guess like from my perspective and also your perspective, probably as an actual health professional, like I yeah. find myself really pissed off about this on a fairly regular basis that things like this keep popping up and mm. not mad at the people following it because I think they're marketed to be followed, but yeah. that it's out there so readily and makes it so easy for people to be susceptible to falling for things like this and then actually probably damaging their health. Yeah, actually, now that you say this, um, and I, I didn't think about this before, but um, so there is one of my favorite shows uh, is The Good Place. And there's uh, an actress, Jamila, I think her name's Jamila Al Jamil. Uh, she's spoken out about the sort of the diet candies and suckers. And I mean, she's spoken out against like, you know, diet culture in general, but I think she really got a lot of conversation started when she began to talk about like the, a Kardashian I think posted either like a flat tummy tea or like a, a, a discount for like the weight loss suckers, which the fact that that's a thing is absurd. Um, how does, can I ask how that works? I've never I, heard of this. I have no idea. Um, you know, I, yeah, I really don't know. But the flat tummy tea has been around for a while. A lot yeah, of... Yeah, I know about the tea. Right. Celebrities and, like, pseudo-celebrities would kind of hawk it. And then... Um, but there there were also some suckers that were... Um, or maybe lollipops. I don't know. Whatever they want to call I them. I was just going to ask. I'm like, suckers? Really? Is that... Cause... I mean, I think it might... I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? Okay. But, <laughs> but the point being that, like, she she was talking like she kind of called out the kardashian because they one of them posted an ad and was just like you're like i get that you're trying to get your money and i re- i respect people trying to make money however what you're doing is really dangerous because when you're a person of influence and you're talking about um oh you can look like me or you can if you do this you're like you're going to be better people are going to find you more attractive x y and z like people are in like you said people are susceptible to like these influencers these people who have no health backgrounds and one probably don't even use the damn things that they're selling and then and then two um you know are sharing these things as if they are you know the end all be all this will be the one thing that works and it puts people in harm's way a lot yeah it's something I said to a client, and I can't even remember, obviously, something about, you know, health or exercise or diet or something like that, where I said, you need to look at who's profiting from what they're selling mm-hmm. and what the business model is, right? Mm-hmm. So, and her mind was a little bit blown. And I realized, like, how infrequently people actually think about things like that. So, whatever company creates all of these diets, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Atkins and South Beach still think do people still do that? Or is that a, that a fancy? I don't know. Like something else now. Whole 30 keto, all of these things, people are making money off of these diets. Now the thing that's a little like shady when you think about it Mm -hmm. 
if those diets were super successful and you did whole 30, for example, cause like that's supposed to be for 30 days and then you're, you know, you're this amazing version of yourself. If after that you were able to keep the weight off, if that was the goal or you were just able to sustain this miraculously new healthy lifestyle, they wouldn't make any money. Right. They make money off of the fact that you try it and for 30 days you feel like a rock star and then it's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. So eventually, because you're a person who wants to live life, like you fall off of it and feel awful about yourself and feel like a failure and feel like you shouldn't even try it all. And then you eat like an entire bag of chips and followed up by an entire container of Oreos and you fall right back into it and the cycle repeats. Well, so here's what's interesting about Whole30 is that actually the model is evil genius because it is only for 30 days. Right. And so what happens is, is that actually the opposite happens is that people do, like you said, they do really well. Like most people without any sort of like ongoing health issues or like psychiatric conditions, like if you have enough motivation, you can sort of. Uh, you can hold fast to that for 30 days. Which so actually a little bit like side note, not yeah. that it's a good thing. I'd rec a thing I'd recommend, but like good on anybody who can do that for 30 days because I could not. Yeah. I mean, give also, up after 30 minutes. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But then, so people do it for 30 days and they feel like a rock star, but the plan is to stop after 30 days. And so what happens is people feel really good. They, they maybe they lost a little bit of weight. Maybe like they have less inflammation or whatever the situation is. And it's awesome. Right. So then they go about their lives. They do whatever they were doing before. They fall back into old habits just naturally. Not even like, oh, I'm still trying to do whole 30. They, they get back into their old kind of ways because they haven't produced actual behavioral change. Right. But and then so later they go back to that because they've had quote unquote success with it. And then they do it for another 30 days. And so it's kind of like this anchor that people come back to to say like, Oh, this was, it worked really well for my wedding or it, um, it got me ready for this fitness competition. I feel a lot better. I, I felt like I looked better X, Y, and Z. And so it's getting like this very quick reward that makes it very alluring. But it's it's not it's not a lifestyle right. well actually you know what i take that back i misspoke it is a lifestyle it's the diet lifestyle right it's not well i will pause on that because i think like the summary of this is also how it affects your mental health so like right. pause on that but it's also not good for you physically mm -hmm. to keep like going up and down on a diet and up and down with weight you know we learned in seventh grade biology is that when everyone took biology i think i took biology I but anyway middle school high school biology our bodies and the world around us like homeostasis or right. stability so constantly going up and down your body is sitting there like what the hell are we doing right. and it's freaking out and that's not healthy and in the short term, sure, you're probably losing weight if you're restricting all of these foods. And to some extent, you probably are eating healthier than when you started the diet. It's just sure. a little skewed and to the left of where right. like, you need to be to sustain it. But your your body doesn't like 
having to go up and down on the weight loss and it's not good. And a lot of times you're just losing water weight and there's all kinds of issues that just come up where it's like long-term, you're not going to be in a good place necessarily. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, part of it, like I personally think the focus is needs to, obvi- and I'll, I feel like I rant about this every day, but needs to be focused less on weight loss and appearance and more on, are you doing all kinds of healthy things for yourself to be the healthiest version of yourself? And then whatever weight you need to lose will fall off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that that, that concept is really foreign to people because, because of the, the culture that we grow up, that many of us grow up in, which is, you know, diet culture, bro science, like be, especially for guys, right? Like be bigger, be, um, faster, be stronger. Um, and so if you market these things as like quick fixes to get there, then people are really going to eat it up because for most of us, we've always been told what you have is not good enough. Your body is not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not big enough. You're not desirable enough. And so when you're presented with this very easy thing to understand of, oh, butter in my coffee is going to make like, I don't know, make me more agile, for instance, I don't know if that's true, but whatever, Um, it's going to make me more agile, then um, yeah, why wouldn't I do that? I can do that tomorrow because it's easy. I can go to the store, I can buy butter, I I have coffee, I can brew it, and then I'm going to go to town. Thing. It's like, really disgusting. I just don't understand. Well, there was an article that Runners World put out. I don't know if it was recent, but it was recently, you know, put advertising that will the keto diet ruin my PR? Because keto is oh, like yeah, I saw that. any carbs, right? And mm-hmm. it, so I read that and I go, yes, because basically the you know, two week or two before any kind of like half marathon or marathon is essentially, and I'm exaggerating here, of course, is that like you just get to eat as much bread as you want to because if you know anything about how the energy your body needs is the one like really badass thing about a marathon is that depending on who you are, you have enough like glucose and energy stored for 24 miles. But a marathon is 26.2. And so like for the last two miles, you're 2.2, that 0.2 matters. You're basically just running on like pure will and absolute insanity. Yeah. But I can't even imagine if you don't eat any carbs, what do you last like three miles in before you're falling over? Yes. And the fact that that is a question that has to be asked and then answered by an article just makes me sad that people are getting all of this misinformation and you know, from people that they think that they can trust or sources they think that they can trust, but that they're actually harming themselves. Yeah. Well, and I'll say this too, just to briefly take it out of like the the physical health realm is that I come across like, especially on Facebook, um, articles all the time about mental health related stuff or relational, like relationship oriented stuff and that people post and obviously because I have a background in that and because I'm used to, thank you, grad school and undergrad, used to reading journal articles and studies that like I can, I can really pick them apart and assess things. And so half the time, if you click through, so you get the post that your friend or your mom or someone has shared that said, oh, this is the one way to hack depression or whatever. 
you click through it. And I, at this point, I do it just out of curiosity. I'm like, what kind of nonsense is happening today? And I click through it. You read the article and it sort of, it supposedly distills the information from the study. 90% of the time, I, I click through to the original journal article, which most people don't do. And I'm like, hold up. This is not what this is saying. <laughs> this is not what this is saying. Like you're purporting this to say that like this is the one thing you do, but you're forgetting the other parts of the discussion, which actually say that like this is only found in this small subset of people. And this was the one study done on this. And this was this is how people were selected and all those different variables that you learn about in assessments in like in school and in grad school. It's just like but people are getting the really distilled information of someone who isn't really understanding the actual research. Right. And so, and yeah. Clickbait is absolutely a thing. And there right. was something I read, I forget where I saw it, but it's like the one thing you need to do to have a long and lasting marriage. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, are you kidding me? Because listen, I've only been married for coming up on four years. But so I, I will never claim that I know more than, you know, the amazing people who have managed to keep it together for decades. Right. But I will tell you, in those four years, there is more than one thing you need to do in order to keep your relationship together. Yeah. And so, yes, there is definitely a need for critical thinking and for taking information with a grain of salt and considering sources. But there's just so much of it out there. Yeah. And it's being put out by quote unquote trusted sources mm -hmm. without any kind of disclaimer, without any real knowledge of like why they're presenting the information because, you know, they don't want to kind of show what's going on behind the scenes. But I think people need to be more aware of considering that, you know, sometimes there's those posts that have a health hack, whether it's, you know, physical or mental health. And then you see it sponsored by something related to the hack that they're trying to yeah. Uh, suggest is good for you. And I'm like, that would be why. Right. Well, and here's it and see, you know, obviously coming from like the more academic background is like I in and of itself, I I wouldn't say that that's inherently wrong. However, um, the way that you have to disclose that like in terms of like journal articles or presentations that like you're in contract with this some agency or that you work for so-and-so or if you've been paid x amount for this appearance or whatever um like the way that that happens in like the internet age is is a lot less like robust and so people very easily can hide those things or you know it's, it's just like the the bad commercials on tv right where the fine print is literally like one eighteenth of the size of the other print of, of the advertisement and it stays up for 0.2 seconds. So like there's no way that you're actually reading that, but legally they are providing the disclaimer like on their advertisement because it's there. Right. And like, yes, I mean, to some extent, business has got a business, right? right. But I think what needs to be out there are more people from the, I'm going to say the other side being open and saying like, hold up, hey, like here's almost like an instruction manual 
for how to take in this information and the stuff that we know as professionals behind the scenes that we're going to share with you because like we have a different eye that we're looking at, at this with. Right. Right. And I think that's super helpful. And that's kind of why I appreciate people who do say like, hold on, listen, like this is not, this is not what you actually need to be focusing on. Like, yes, it'll probably help you lose weight in a short period of time, but it's not going to help you in the long term. And we want you to be healthy in the long term. Like there's enough being shouted out there about short term fixes, you know, whether they work for some people or not. But I think the voices of the actually please focus on what's sustainable need to be louder. And I, as I say this, I realize I yelled a little bit. So <laughs> that's for a fact. But so given all of that, yeah. I feel like we should share the things that work. Mm. So we're going to play a game. I didn't okay. tell you about the game ahead of time. but we're yeah, gonna Obviously. One. Right. So we're going to go back and forth. Like what's a thing that actually really works? Like, and I'm telling you, everybody listening to this is going to be like, well, of course that works. Right. These are the basic things that work and they seem so common sense, mm. but it's become so uncommon that I feel like we need to just say them. We need to remind everyone. So this is mm. what works. So I'll start. You okay. know what works? Especially for me, I, I just, I'm not somebody who can go without this. Sleep for six to eight hours a night. For me, it's more than eight hours. So if it's for more than eight for you, good on you. Wow. That's so nice. Yeah. I don't it's sleep. I that. don't sleep nearly enough. Yeah. So uh, look. No, but like I'm in the six to eight range, but like, man, I would really love to sleep like eight plus hours. That'd be awesome. Oh, I have to do at least eight and a half. Not on a particular night necessarily but like literally speaking if i'm not getting like eight is like the bare minimum oh my gosh and you know a little bit of that is there's like a formula i guess is the right word for it that for every mile you run per week it's an extra minute you're supposed to tack on to your sleep oh interesting because like on lower training loads I can be like, I can be like less than nine, like eight twenty is fine. Eight thirty is fine. Mm. I'm like in the middle of a training plan. It's like gotta be nine. Mm-hmm. So your turn. What is a common sense health thing that people need to do more of? Um, so one of the things that's really worked for me, um, one, because I'm stubborn as all get out Truth is, is in small incremental changes. Yes. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, Rachel, you know this because like we used to work together. Um, so many years ago, well, actually, let me start back from childhood, right? <laughs> we're going way back. Okay. Yes, we're going way, way, way back. Um, so I grew up in a family, uh, I'm part Puerto Rican. I grew up in a family in which I was allowed to have coffee from a very young age. <laughs> and that was just that's just part of a, a cultural thing, right? And so I grew up having coffee like ever since I was a child, and usually it is coffee, sugar, and creamer or milk, especially when it's at home, right? Be regular for everyone who is a New Yorker. Yeah, but a lot of those other things, and and so one of the things I one of the things I wanted to do is like, so fast forward to post-grad school, working at a, a, a supportive housing agency in Midtown, get 
like have my regular coffee place where I get like my coffee and a muffin at least once a week and but maybe coffee a couple times a week and man I just realized that I was ingesting so much sugar and cream that I was like this is just too much and so one of the things I did when I made this conscious decision, I was like, okay, so I need to change this. Like, this is something I'm not really fond of because like there's extra weight that comes with that. Like the extra sugar is not good just for a lot of different reasons. And so I would take out. So what I would do is sort of, especially when I was making coffee, so I started making my own coffee more, but then I would also, instead of saying like, okay, now this coffee gets to have no sugar, because I knew I would not stick with that. What I would do is I would like draft, like gradually reduce the amount of sugar I was putting in to whatever coffee I was having. So if it was like a tablespoon of sugar before, then I would say, all right, I'm gonna give like three fourths of the tablespoon for like two weeks. And then I'm gonna go down to half a tablespoon. And then I'm gonna go down and down. And what that does, it gave my body time to acclimate to it tasting differently. So I didn't get the strong bounce back of like, oh, I went from having all the sugar to no sugar or all the cream to no cream. Now I want it all. The small incremental changes really helped. And, and that's been for a long time now. Yeah, that is gold. Anyone trying to make a healthy habit change or any habit change in general, rewind back to what Gerald just said and listen to it again. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have a good story with this one, but... <laughs> minimizing alcohol, junk mm -hmm. food, caffeine to healthy levels, whatever that looks like for you. And you know what? Listen, we all know what that is. Eight drinks a night is not what that is. Right. Once in a while, if that happens, we've all been there. It's cool. But if that's what you're doing on the regular, you might want to look at some things. It's not healthy. You know, right. having five cups of coffee a day, not great. That probably right. goes back to that sleep thing. Yep. Maybe you should sleep more. But such basic changes to be made in terms of like, oh, right, we know that that's not healthy, but people are like, how do I lose weight? Next time you go out, have two drinks instead of three. Back to right. those incremental changes. Right. What you got? Wait, do I have another one? You have another one. I have another one. I'm going to add in while you're thinking because it's just to go and eat vegetables, <laughs> green things, fruits, veggies. Real foods. Yeah. Make sure you're eating that whole food pyramid thing. You know, not necessarily something you should follow like directly. Yeah. It's not all wrong. Eat right. rainbow of foods, literally multiple colors. And on that note, also don't starve yourself. Yeah. Right. Like if you are hungry, you should eat something. And like I'm saying that, and it's almost ridiculous that that is a reminder. But shout out to the Twitter CEO that only eats for two and a half hours a day. No, when you're hungry, get a snack. Just make it a healthy snack. Right. Like don't go ham. Right. Um, ham, depending on its form. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so I think the the one one thing that's been really helpful for me and just like my own wellness journey and that that sort of thing is making things a lot more convenient. So that can look a lot of different ways, but just like figuring out how your lifestyle works. And if you're going to start prioritizing like how you're eating or how you're exercising or moving or whatever the situation is, make it the most convenient for you and make it the most accessible for you. Like it doesn't matter what uh, 
X person down the street or X person on Instagram is doing, like what's going to make it accessible for you and then go with that. Yeah. I feel like that could be a whole other podcast of like, just mm-hmm. because it's the new health food, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to like it. If you don't like something, stop doing it. Example, chia seeds. I can't do it. Really? I don't, I don't oh, like them. I didn't know that, which I, you're you didn't know that. weird things you don't like. Yeah, they're very random, but it's all good. Yeah, no, which is just like, right, like, chia seeds don't taste like anything. But case in point, you don't need to eat chia seeds if you're weird and don't like chia seeds. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just that idea of it has to work for you yeah. is something I feel like people forget, and they're trying to force themselves into eating these foods and doing these activities they don't like. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, you know, there's something to be said about, you know, pushing yourself to do things that, you don't always want to do but should because they're good for you that's very different than pushing yourself to do something that you genuinely don't enjoy right right yeah like challenge requires some discomfort but like there's a point at which well and i think with regards to this is just like there are things that you know you're not going to do right and you like i know i i know i'm not running a half marathon no, you like, have to watch me run a half marathon <laughs> accordingly and hold my stuff. Right. So, like, I'm not doing that. Could I do that? Sure. If I really wanted to and I put myself to it, I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like I can do most things. But that's just not in my wheelhouse. And so, like, I'm not going to force myself to do this just because an article said this is the one way to be healthy. Because... Even if I do it once, it's just not going to work for me. I'm not going to do it again because I actually don't care about that thing. Yeah, I there was an article that was I saw posted on social media. Maybe like I need to do a blog post of just like calling out all of these terrible articles on social media. That was like the top, the best exercises to burn calories. And in my head, I'm like, the one you will do. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't exactly. matter if a certain exercise is the highest calorie burning. If you're going to do it once, hate it. And then the next day struggled to get up, to get out the door, to go do it. Like, there's no point in that. It doesn't, it's like, it's ridiculous. It's life is hard enough. And, you know, maintaining habits, especially healthy ones sometimes is hard enough. So let's not make it any harder than it has to be. I recently gave up yogurt. Yeah. Not, not like a thing where I was like, this was, you know, my vice and I ate six cartons of yogurt a day, but like I gave up trying to eat yogurt. I don't like it. I've tried it in all forms, coconut yogurt, the Greek yogurt, Siggy's, which is the best one, but still no, I'm not eating yogurt anymore. Like I'm done. I'm over it. I I cannot do it. It's just not worth it. Well, and I'm, (laughs) I'm laughing because like. Chia seeds to me are so much more offensive than yogurt is. God, they don't. <laughs> yes, they do. They listen. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna talk to Julie about this, and she's gonna tell you that chia seeds are nutty. They have a nutty flavor. Oh my God. And they get stuck in your teeth. And that yeah. I will give you. They do get stuck in your teeth. They're but annoying. They taste like anything. Yes, they do. Oh my god. Anyway. Feel free to weigh in with <laughs> you know comments on blog posts or social media or just reach out to us directly if you want to decide on the great chia seed debate of 2019. Right. Speaking of, you know, exercises, you do do some, do move your body. Yeah. It can mean anything from, you know, me being the person who goes out to run even when it's pouring rain and Jarrell who does not. Right. Um, but takes walks on his own and with no me. 
everybody knows know me. If you don't, please go see our social media and like look <laughs> small dog ever. Um, but move your body in some way, shape, or form. If you love yoga, do yoga. If you love Pilates, do Pilates. If soul cycle or spinning is your thing, go do that. If you can only muster up the energy to walk around the block, great. Move yeah. your body. It doesn't have to be that fancy. It doesn't have to be all these boot camps and all of these things that claim to drop all these pounds or waist sizes in 30 days. No, just move. Move yeah. your body. Do it in a way that you enjoy because that's the way it's going to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. And even better, if you can do it with other people, because social connections also make you healthier. We are not meant to be by ourselves. You know, sometimes we need that alone time. I grew up an only child. I know about that life. But you need other people. So connect with your people. Connect with your body. Eat healthily. All kinds of just basic things that work much better, even if they're slower than all of the bro science. We're going to go back to that original term. It's just, you'll be happier. And that pin I put in the thing on mental health, listen, I don't want to live in a world where I cannot eat Magnolia Bakery's banana pudding. Mm. Like, what is the, what is the point? I need, like, if I can't live life with pizza, I don't know what my purpose is. (laughs) Where am I finding joy if it is not in a piece or a whole pizza, Mm -hmm. which sometimes you have to eat after, you know, you come back from a long run. And that's not to say I earned my food. It's just, that's how hungry I was. If I was hungry another, that much on another time, even if I sat on the couch all day, it's silly to hold pizza because pizza is good. And you have good things in your life that make you happy. So why would you cut out foods that bring you joy? That doesn't make any sense. Well, and I think to your point, though, is that that is often the focus is cutting. Right. Right. And so if we if we talk more about the mental health aspect of all this, um, especially if you're trying to make some choices that are different that you think will be healthier for you, then there actually has to be the best way to change behaviors with positive reinforcement. So. If you can find ways to create a reward system that's also healthy, um, then that's going to be, and I'll say that that's another kind of tip, is just like creating a system in which you get rewarded in some way for doing the things that are a little bit out of your comfort zone, but you know are good for you. And that can mean like, oh, this means I'm going to have, like I'm going to make sure to have this call with a friend this week, or I'm going to instead of like ordering cheap takeout i'm going to order like better food or go to a restaurant that i've wanted to go to um like whatever it is like finding those ways that really work for you to keep yourself motivated and interested because sustaining behavioral change is hard work yes being a person is hard work yeah right like just being a human and living life which is why we need to eat foods and do things that bring us joy yeah so if you really love ice cream, speaking of other food debates, <laughs> like, you know, I saw your blog post on the ice cream hack and yeah. in my head it was reminded me of how you don't like Halo Top and how I don't understand what you're yeah. like. I like this hack more than Halo Top. Yeah, no. The other thing I thought was like speaking of food debates, maybe we should do a podcast on food debates. We should. And I'm like, those bananas are no longer edible. <laughs> oh, God. So there's also that. 
But yeah, I just, I don't want to live in a world where I can't have the food that I want because why would you? You just need to balance it out with healthy things. And pro tip, a lot of healthy foods are really good once you learn about how to eat them. That's true. Like raw celery, like a rabbit. Do rabbits eat celery? I don't know. Yes. Carrots? I don't know. They're good. Like the stereotype. Yeah. But like, I was trying to think of something less good, but... You can eat healthy foods that are also good for you. There's so many like food myths on what's good and what's bad. Like hint, carbs, good. Eat your bread. Right. right. But it doesn't have to be miserable. Like eating is such an amazing way to come together with friends and family and to bring you happiness. Like science says that that is true. Mm-hmm. And so why would you deprive yourself? The world is not a better place if you don't have cake. Right. So on that note. Thank you to everyone for joining us. <laughs> hope that this has inspired you to put down the bro science and make some healthy changes and also to go at your favorite dessert because on whatever day you're listening to this, you may have had a really rough day or week or month or even just a really good day that you should celebrate with your favorite dessert. And if dessert is not your thing, go eat a really big pretzel on the street. This is only applicable to people in New York, but those pretzels are good. But eat something that brings you joy. Yeah, I mean, I I can't argue with that. (laughs) Um, So thank you again for joining us. You can follow us and weigh in on all the food debates, like do chia seeds have a taste? No, they do not, for the record. Um, At what point a banana is too ripe to eat? And all kinds of other things that we mentioned. I forget what else we talked about. But on social media, we are at Viva Wellness NYC on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I am at Rachel Gerson on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Jarell Carabello on Instagram and Twitter. And please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That is how people find the podcast. That is how you can weigh in on whether or not you too love Halo Top because it's really good. Um, Or just show us some love. That's how other people can find the podcast and how we can grow. And we will really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess that brings us to the end, right? So Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see Nazi. Ha, you did it this time. I did do it this time. Uh, Fail. We hope that that you'll join us next time for the next episode, which may or may not be as ranty. We'll see. No (laughs) process. Bye. Bye.